What's going on right now? If, if you look at the introduction document, Justin, you can see oh, your name I'm... comes first. I thought we were all going to take turns going, Hey guys, Sam here from Hot on the Alright. Your wife, it's 1am for me, get up with it. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pot on You Loons. I'm Justin. And I'm Sam, Pot on You Loons. Welcome back to James, coming in from the Netherlands. Yeah, thank you very much, Pot on You Loons. It's good to be here, it's good to be here. Thank you for uh, inviting me back for number six, seven. We had to get the female listenership back up. (laughs) It was sinking a little bit. That's what I'm here for. Although I have to say, uh, we might need to... uh, I'll be honest, we might need to fix that ad at the start, Sam. <laughs> I've had some. F- What's wrong with my ad at the start? I've had some feedback that uh, your tone of voice is a little all over the place, and it doesn't uh, doesn't sound like you're wanting to do it. So, uh, <laughs> but it might need some help. I'm always here. I I love Anchor. Actually, I do like Anchor. Is a nice product. They've been it's been nice and convenient for us. I don't know what to say. I thought I did a good job with the ad. I will say I was listening to Jeremy's uh, My Franchise Fantasy Football podcast trying to do some last minute preparation for a draft that I totally sucked in. <laughs> and Usually. his his recording of the Anchor ad was significantly better than mine. So, Hey, if you need some help, you know where to find me. Well, big talker, why don't you go for it? You want me to go now or you want me to just throw it open at the start of the next podcast no dude you're you're the one talking trash you do it right now <laughs> all right i don't know how we do things across the pond <laughs> but that's how it goes here put up or shut up put up or shut up <laughs> all right here we go hey everyone it's james frequent uh frequent Contributor. You screwed up. Yeah. You already screwed up. <laughs> no, it's because, you know why? It's because I have you written here. That's why. All right. Here we go. Hey, everyone. It's James, frequent contributor of Pod on You Loons. Pod on You Loons is recorded and distributed using Anchor, which is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from either your phone or even your computer. Anchor will not only distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the places it can be heard from, but it also allows you to make money from your podcast with absolutely no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're interested, go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and you too can have something just like Pod on You Loons. Oh, Sam. Sam, I think we're actually going to start making money off this thing. Sure. Like we might, we might make a couple more cents. <laughs> so, so, James, do me a favor, say Anka a few more times. Anka. <laughs> Anka. Anka. <laughs> Anchor. I was hoping, James, that you would be saying that in your best Sam voice. You know, like that you just would do a Sam impersonation. <laughs> just do a Sam. I'm not there yet. Do you have an American accent, James? Or not? I mean, you guys want listeners, so let's not <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's not throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have some accents, but yeah, it's uh, it's better if uh, y'all don't uh, don't hear it. 
Okay, you've known me for eight years. Have I ever said y'all? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> Y'all's good, man. Right. I, I use y'all sometimes. Y'all's all right. I mean, my first trip was to Kentucky. It got drilled in <laughs> as soon as I got there. There you go. Let's move on to some news. So since our last big recording, Minnesota United announced a very interesting new academy structure that would see the team or that would see the academy players spending more time with their home clubs and the Minnesota United Academy would be more of almost like an umbrella organization. I would encourage you to look for the article on E Pluribus Lunum for more information because I couldn't do more than just read their article to you <laughs> over this microphone. Nothing more to comment on. This should have been the Nate episode, man. <laughs> All right, James, you want the next one? Sure. Wait, yeah, of course I want the next one. We won a trophy, a second trophy. Man, Arsenal played Liverpool in the Community Shield. Aubameyang scored an absolute banger. Ended up being one all at uh, full time. We went to penalties. And yeah, we managed to have a 5-4 win in penalties. So we kicked off the 2020-21 season with the Community Shield. It's, yeah, always good to kind of win win trophies and kind of start that that winning feeling off uh, for the season. Also, I saw a great tweet about how people were mocking David Luiz for leaving Chelsea to go to Arsenal to win trophies, and he's now already won two trophies. So, <laughs> William is, we're hoping William can do the same. <laughs> James, how do you feel about those new kits? The new, like the marble ones? I really like them. Aren't those I'm nice? A, those I'm are great. Big fan. That 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 white especially looks. Mm, yeah, it looks really so good. good. Yeah. All right. Two questions here. First of all, for the listeners, what is the Community Shield? And second of all, does anyone care? Uh, <laughs> two very valid questions. Uh, the Community Shield is the winner of the Premier League versus the winner of the FA Cup. Uh, if they're the same team, I believe it's the runner-up of the FA Cup. So it's like an FA Cup rematch, basically, uh, at the start of the season. I think the only people who care are the ones that win it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about the level. <laughs> so yeah. that, that'd be like the winner of the MLS facing the winner of the Open Cup. Yeah. yeah. And that's always like the, that's always like the mean, kickoff of the season, right? The Community yeah, Shield is like the first the, match. Yeah, it's always the season opener. So it's usually done a week or two before the season begins. And now, James, you don't need to explain things that happen in England and according to like how they'd happen over here. We explain things that happen over here according <laughs> right. to how they happen in England. <laughs> <laughs> was just checking. Was just checking. But yeah, really, no one cares about the Community Shield is what we're getting at. So now let's talk about something that people actually care about. And that is that the Chelsea women defeated the Man City women in the women's community shield. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> did our did our girl Rose play? Do we know Sam? She did not. I, I watched the game. I'm a big fan of the Chelsea women. I love to watch them when they're on TV. And no, Rose Lavelle did not make an appearance, but Samantha Mewis did. She was subbed on late, so uh, Chelsea was already Chelsea was already winning. I think Chelsea won two nothing. Chelsea was already in the lead and Man City had a player sent off. So 
we're moving on. I don't think people really care about the community shield, men's or women's. Can't believe we already spent this much time talking about it. But <laughs> like like James said, I think if your team is in it, it's fun. I watched the Chelsea women's. James watched the Arsenal men's go for it. So anyway, a little bit of Forward Madison news. Forward Madison's August 30th match against North Texas SC was postponed in the aftermath of the Jacob Blake shooting in Kenosha. So we have no no Ford Madison scores for you for today, but we will move right in to our recap of Minnesota United at Dallas. Mm. Wow. Mm, yeah. So much to be said. Back-to-back losses, oh, guys. Oh, boy. I mean, you spent two podcasts talking up a team that didn't score any goals, and then... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like yeah. to hope we have that much influence, James. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. We, we we did. We were like, oh man, this is gonna be great. No matter what happens, at least FC Dallas is on the schedule. I mean, I think kind of, and we'll talk about it obviously. But I think the second half was a lot better. Mm. Like that's like there aren't too many positives to take away. Uh, I mean, there are some, but. I think definitely the second half was kind of was was a lot better from definitely attacking standpoint anyway. But yeah, it was our typical lineup, right? We've always talked about Minnesota United. They have a starting 11 that's very easy to predict. Obviously, Tyler Miller is not in. So Greg Ranjitsing took over. Obviously, Eichel Parr is not back yet. So Jose Aja continues to uh, be in the central defense. We, we have this typical starting 11, and that was the lineup we went. I will say it was very, very hot out. We were frequently reminded during the broadcast, I think it was 105 or something like that, around the kickoff during the first half. What was that game? Was it RSL, the game during the tournament that was just so hot? Yeah. That everyone just looked so miserable? That's, that's about 40 and a half degrees to the rest of the world, by the way, <laughs> which is really hot (laughs) genuinely hot down to zero at half and really just no inspiration on on the offensive side of the ball one of the big things that and this might be kind of a something that kind of shows itself in future games for not just the loons but a lot of different teams in the mls the same day travel man that's got to be rough you know and i think you know, going, you know, flying in the same day to play a game in that kind of heat. I could see a team being uninspired with that. You've you've just been on a plane. You've just been on a plane. And you know that you're going to immediately get on a plane once you're done. And it's hot, that hot. It's tough to get up for that. It's tough to stay motivated and, you know, play your best, best soccer. But I guess, I mean, they're professionals, right? They got to be able to do that. You know, I, I'd say that that kind of shows the effect that maybe that's going to have, right? Just being a little late out the gate. Well, and not only that, but they get to go back to Texas in just a couple of days. Yeah. Whereas normally, right, they would probably just stay down there, right? They'd normally just stay and train, get the acclimation. uh, But now they just have to keep going back and forth. Miserable. Ugh. Yeah, and I think it, and I think that you're right. Like trying to, you're getting off a plane you're kind of feeling a bit grubby from air travel, and then you immediately have to have a shower, put a kit on, get out and play. Whereas most of the times you'd probably fly the day before or a couple of days before. And then, like you say, you'd stay from the Dallas game to the Houston game. 
but now it's just pinging back and forward. And but I, I hope that we use the kind of fact that we were, yeah, not good out the gate to kind of really understand that for next time at Houston and then really kind of put that into practice what we've learned so we don't go 2-0 down halftime. <laughs> Dan, just the fact back-to-back losses, we've been spoiled in the past year or so that we haven't experienced that too much. It was a very frequent occasion <laughs> in the first two years of Minnesota United's MLS history. But lately we've been spoiled. Like we've been disappointed by back-to-back draws, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sam, we got to pick a different team. I think we got to start a new podcast. <laughs> I'm, over, I'm over this losing stuff, man. That's not what I sign up for. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> well, it lasted 23 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if we, I think if we break it down a little further, right? Like, if we look at Ranjit Singh, Canadian Greg, what are your thoughts, guys? What I would say is that one nice thing about being a Minnesota United supporter following the team is that you always know where Adrian Heath and the coaching staff stand on their players. Fantasy football season right now, I followed the NFL for many years, much longer than I followed the MLS. Every year around this time, you have just the coaches BSing the media, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you hear about how many passes Cordero Patterson's going to catch, right? How and, many wins the Green Bay Packers are going to get? Well, come on, man. You're talking about one of the most successful teams in the NFC of the past, like, 30 years. Sam, so. Sam looks at the schedule and he's like, I don't see a loss. I don't see a loss. <laughs> yeah. 16-0, baby. I mean... Are you su- are you suggesting I'm the Paul Allen of Packers? <laughs> <Like, laughs> but in all reality, like... Remember, like, year after year, we were like, okay, this is going to finally be Cordero Patterson's year. Or who is who is that guy? Oh, who's you, that SEC we, wide receiver? We gave up on Cordero out? pretty quick, Sam. You're being too generous to Mr. Patterson. We realized he was a, a kick returner and a gadget guy. What are you trying to get at right now, Sam? Who who was that other receiver? that? The oh, are we talking about Laquan Treadwell? Yeah, oh, he was tra- yeah. He was trash out the gate. They saw him at training camp, but they they tried to spin it like he just sure. needs to learn. You know, yeah. he just needs more reps. But they they knew they knew day one that he was trash. And well, and that's the point I'm trying to get <laughs> is that it, in the NFL you get oh he's he's working through some things. He has a lot of potential. <laughs> like oh man, you got to see this guy. But Adrian Heath isn't like that. Adrian Heath either tells you he really likes a guy. Or Adrian, he talks about the guy the way he talks about Thomas Chacon, right? Like, you know where he stands on players. And with Greg Ranjit Singh, you know that Adrian Heath and the coaching staff feel very highly of them. And the latest evidence of this was the way that Callum Williams, play-by-play announcer for Minnesota United, the way he was talking about how the coaching staff thinks of Ranjit Singh, where they consider him to be a strong number two who could be a starting goalkeeper in the MLS. And they remind you of how he was the two-time USL champion for Louisville City. We're talking about a two-time USL champion against Dane St. Clair, who has three USL clean sheets. I think Minnesota United fans as a whole are really excited to see Dane St. Clair get in there, right? He's the younger guy. He's the high draft pick. 
He's the one that ultimately we want to see. But this obviously is Greg Rangitzing's job, in my opinion. And as far as his performance over the past two days, yes, Minnesota United has led in some goals. But when you look at the expected goal statistics, as far as what Greg Rangitzing's putting in compared to what Tyler Miller was putting in, it's it's right about even. There's not, I, I, like, I don't think too many people thought of the first two goals that went in against Minnesota United in the past game and thought, oh, that was Rangitzing's fault. I agree. And I think it's like you guys alluded to as well. Like, if he's been playing a lot of kind of second team reps, uh, especially in training camp, and then suddenly he's the number one guy. Yeah, you've there's time that it takes for your keeper to kind of gel with your defenders. And our defense just looked kind of out of sorts, especially down the like our right hand side. But then in the second half, there was that awesome stop that he had like one on one when he kind of saved it with his knees and batted the ball away, which was a great stop. Like if that one had gone in, there'd probably be more questions, I think. I agree, like giving him a couple more games at least and then kind of, and if you're something like, God forbid, three or four nil down, maybe then you put in Dane St. Clair to kind of see what's going to happen. See what you got. Yeah, to see what you got because at that point it's probably already a bit hopeless. But hopefully we won't have to get to that stage. That's the plan. (laughs) Yeah, so that was the first half. (laughs) And then in the second half, things got a little bit more exciting for us at least from the perspective of a Minnesota United fan. Four subs at half, Justin. That's impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> that's what happens when you go down 2-0, though, right? Well, and going down 2-0 with just no hope on offense. Right. So the entire front four was subbed off, replaced by Toy, Thomas Chacon, Hassani Dotson, and Raheem Edwards all came on immediately at halftime. And um, Thomas Chacon had a good game. He looked good. I've I've given I've given him a lot of crap on this podcast. And I, I will I will admit that that sometimes he has looked like he does not belong, or you know he doesn't garner the designated player tag. But man, he looked nice. He looked nice out there. And do we think it's like a one off, or are we thinking that it's he's turned a corner? I personally really think that I think he deserved another appearance. I don't think he necessarily earned a start off of this game. I think he earned another early second half substitution. And I think I want to see more of that because the thing with him has been consistency. Adrian Heath has been very honest about it. Yes, he shows flashes, but we need more than just flashes. We need him to be, if he's going to be starting. He needs to be good every game, not just in the second half of a game when everyone is tired because it was 105 degrees outside. Like he needs to be good in every game. And I also think possibly with younger players, it's like this a lot. Possibly he needs to work on contributing on defense a little bit more before they want to trust him in these just full game situations. But yeah, he, he looked good. I think if you see more of that, I think you got to keep playing him. But again, I think Thomas Chacon, it's his job now to show Heath that he is 
absolutely someone he needs to keep playing. Now, what do you think? Do you think the that there's any effect from the fact that, you know, and I'm kind of disappointed, Sam, that we haven't talked about this, but maybe I'm just tired. But Reynoso is legit now, right? Emmanuel Reynoso is, is a member of our team, right? And <laughs> it, finally all, it finally happened. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know if it's official. Well, I mean, come on. All of America. Yeah. He's, 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 he's in the airport. <laughs> he's, he's in Minneapolis. He's in Minnesota. But he's, he's coming, right? He's going to be here soon. You know, Look, Wikipedia, Google says he plays for Minnesota United FC, all right? I, I mean, we're oh, no, not as official as it gets. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, like, that that's what we were told, right? Chacona is like a future 10. And that's what Reynoso is here to do, right? So he, he there's kind of a, there might be a fire there for him to kind of prove his worth and prove that he deserves to, you know, obviously, like you said, he's not, He's not ready to start just yet, but like, you know, maybe he's trying to prove that he deserves to be a be a sub, you know, in the future, you know, for the next for the rest of the season at least, right? Um, and he he, you know, as we've talked about, like maybe he doesn't need to go out on loan somewhere else to play, and he could just play for us. Um, I wonder if if Reynoso, you know, the presence of Reynoso is now is now here almost, <laughs> right? Maybe that maybe that that led to it a little bit. I don't know, or maybe I'm just. Just saying something just to say something. Well, and Thomas Chacon did not sub in as the 10. That's true. Right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Hassani Dotson was technically a 10 or if he was more of like an 8 in a formation change. But Hassani Dotson came in and scored a signature banger. <laughs> banger. All caps, bangers only. Oh, I was, that's, what I, that's what I got on my phone when that happened, Sam. Thanks. I, w- I was wearing that shirt. I was wearing that shirt. I was so excited. You know, every time one of those happens, I'm just closer to buying a Hassani Dotson jersey. <laughs> <laughs> our, our dishwasher was kind of leaking uh, that night. So long story short, I did not impulsively buy a Hassani Dotson jersey <laughs> because I might, I might need to impulsively buy a dishwasher. Uh, yeah. So if you know a guy, you know, hit me up. I'm sure you could find some bootleg Hassani Dotson jersey, Sam, if you wanted to. You know, I thought you were going to say some bootleg dishwasher. Oh, or that. (laughs) Come on. What do you? What do you like? Come on. What's more important? You know. Well, I mean, hold on. I I love Hassani Dotson. He's like my favorite player. Him and Ethan Finlay. But if it's between me supporting Hassani Dotson or washing dishes by hand, (laughs) it's like. It's like, come on, I'm about to turn I'm about to turn 33 here. Like, I'm not washing dishes by hand. I'm not in college. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. That was the first thing that I got when I, I moved into my new place. Dishwasher. Sorted. But it was an absolute banger. Like, man, he absolutely smashed that into the back of the net. Whoa. And how great is it to have a guy like that coming off the bench, right? Like, I, I think that's one of the things, and we've talked about it over and over again. We just have really good depth on this team. You know, we have guys that, that can be called on off our bench that we know that can come in and, and make an impact, like Hassani Dotson. Or almost like Raheem Edwards. Oh, man. I could almost, I could hear that post. I could feel oh, that boy. post shake in the Netherlands, man. Jesus. He's got a rocket. He can he he's got a rocket for a leg, man. 
He hit that hard. But it was well, good. He showed good he showed good signs. Well, and I, I think we have this conversation about Thomas Chacon, right? Because he's a designated player and we talk about, you know, does does Chacon need to play more? Does does Chacon deserve more playing time? What about Raheem Edwards? Because Raheem Edwards has made significantly more appearances this year than Thomas Chacon. And Raheem Edwards has looked great in all of them. Yeah. I remember we talked about this through the MLS's back tournament. He kept coming on at like 75, 80 minutes and just being amazing. <laughs> and now he gets the chance to come on at halftime and was fantastic and almost joined the bangers club. Does he get a full game now? I don't know, man. Who? I mean, I, don't, I think Adrian just loves load. And I don't know if load, I don't know if, I think he likes that setup, right? I, I think he likes seeing what load has. And if it doesn't work out, he can always put Raheem in. That kind of feels like that. That's kind of one of the things that you can expect, right? That load's going to play as long as load is okay or not terrible. And then Raheem comes in, but I'd love to see that flip. I'd love to see Raheem get a chance to start. And you know what? If he's not on, then you put Robin load in. You know me, I'm, I'm not a Robin load hater. I, I like the guy. I get excited for him. Just the idea of just making it more of a competition. Like making it be whoever's best in practice that week is going to get to start. Whoever has the best form, that's who's going to get to start. I really wouldn't mind a little bit of that because we're we're not seeing that. And I'm pretty sure, uh, just to clarify, I'm pretty sure Raheem Edwards was actually subbing in for Finlay in this game. And it was Thomas Chacon subbing in for Lode in this game. But it's it's the same thing, right? Raheem Edwards usually comes in for Lode. And Raheem Edwards always looks great when he does it. And he sometimes replaces Lud when Lud is not making an impact on the game. And for that reason, I always wonder, like, what would it be like? What would it be like if Raheem Edwards started? Does he have that in him? We don't know. We haven't seen it. We know that he can play a half now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not just a He's not just like a 20, 20 minute guy, right? Like he has, he has a half in him. That, that last 10 minutes. <laughs> or Ja'Cory Hayes, who got, gets like, got like two minutes at the end of every game, right? Throw him in in stoppage time, you know? Yeah. Wait, wait, waste, waste some time. Throw him in, throw him in. Well, next we have, or we're returning to Texas. We'll be at Houston on Wednesday, September 2nd at 7 p.m., so shortly after this episode will publish. Since returning from the MLS's back tournament, Houston has drawn to Dallas, 0-0, and then a whooped up on Sporting Kansas City, which, of course, is significant because we lost to both of those teams now. In their 5-2 win at Sporting Kansas City, it was Christian Ramirez who scored one of those goals, and it was Darwin Quintero who scored another two of those goals. So three of their five goals come from former loons, Mm. former highly regarded loons, and we will be going to their house on Wednesday. How are you guys feeling about it? I'm scared, Sam. I'm really scared. You know, I mean, we talked about how it's not nice to lose two in a row. Ah, man. And you know know that Darwin and Christian – are going to want to give us another loss, right? Like that's, they both, they both have beef with Adrian. 
they have beef with the organization. I think they're going to be they're going to be coming out ready to score some more goals on us. So hopefully, hopefully, what I just did there is is do like the reverse psychology, the reverse psychology. But but I am nervous, Sam. Yeah, uh, I'm the same. I mean, they've scored they've scored a lot of goals, and I think the real question is quite easy. Like, is our defense up to it? I genuinely don't know. Like that's that's what makes me nervous. I I don't know if they are, and. I think it'll be another good test of Ranjit Singh, but yeah, I I, just, I simply don't know. <laughs> that's the that's the basic answer. It's hard to be too optimistic after two disappointing performances in a row, but I think our team has demonstrated that they are resilient, and I think our team has demonstrated that they are professionals, right? Like we we think of that Sporting Kansas City game in the MLS is back tournament. I don't think that they just put their head down and quit. There's a reason why they are professional athletes and uh, we're not, right? So I'm looking forward to them to try to get back in winning form against Houston. I am as optimistic as I can be, right? Where the everything is awesome, glass half full kind of guys, right? But yeah, I'm feeling a little weird right now. I'm feeling like I haven't in a long time as a Minnesota United fan. Now, I saw that Debassi is training with the team. I wonder how close he is to actually making it into a game. Have we heard I, more, Sam? Debassi arrived in the U.S. much later than we thought he did. So I thought he had to also sit this game out. I think he's close. I do think he's close, but I don't know if we're ready to bring him in yet. We'll see. Either way, I don't think he's going to give us an offense, right? <laughs> like, But at least we wouldn't give up two goals, maybe. You know? Like, maybe we'll get back to being a little stingier on the back half. Right. I mean, we haven't talked about it. Not to get away from our happy, happy, joy, joy aspect of this, but Ico Parra, man. We haven't heard, a, we haven't heard anything about Ico Parra, Sam. And it's, it's funny because, right, I was just telling you about how transparent Adrian Heath is about what he thinks. Not like, about Acapara, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to be COVID-related, and I think that they are just respecting his decision, right? Because he's he's training, but he's training by himself. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that, I mean, obviously we don't want to make us, we don't want to assume things, right? You know, that's, that's a, that's a very, that's a personal thing. And I totally respect it if that's the case. And, and I mean, like we've talked about that, Sam, like that could be, that could be it. We just got to be okay with it, but it would be really good to have him back in the lineup. Yeah, for sure. I don't knock him at, knock him for it at all. I almost feel bad that we're even talking about it. Like the amount of teachers that I interviewed who we thought we were going to hire, there, there were two that we thought we were going to hire that backed out last minute because they we we hadn't confirmed that we were going to be distance learning and they didn't want to return to a school that was going in person so they kind of backed out uh last minute we have a we have a third teacher that was like you know what I'm I think I'm going to take the year off like if you're in the position where you have that option and you're at all nervous for whatever reason it is I don't knock you for taking it, right? This is the big CF. <laughs> it is truly the big CF. 
the estimated return, according to uh, RotoWire, which I don't know if that's reputable or not. Yeah, it's for fantasy more, but yeah. Next week? For really? Aikopara or Debasi? Aikopara. 13th of September. Next weekend. Apparently, apparently he's back. He's going to be back. Do I have any idea where that news came from? Absolutely not. They don't give anything. Uh, <laughs> but apparently it's next week. Well, the best injury reporters are the people that are doing fantasy football news. So Rotowire would probably be pretty okay at that. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, maybe our entire COVID speculation thing was completely off. And okay, I got. I have a. I have a. a... A Minneapolis Star Tribune article with a quote from our boy Adrian Heath. You ready for this? Let's hear it. We are at this moment in time still in the dark with it. Loons coach Adrian Heath said in Thursday's video conference with reporters, it's day to day with us and we'll just deal with it day to day. But at this moment, we're no closer to him traveling with us on Saturday than we were last week. Okay. Okay. Crystal clear Adrian Heath, Sam. Okay. I was talking about what are his feelings on Ranjit Singh and what are his feelings on Thomas Chacon and what are his feelings on Robin. No, no. And, and, you know, yeah. He's, you know where he stands. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time, Sam. But, yeah. So it's, it sounds like they don't like, you know, this is kind of in, in res, they're respecting Ike and kind of letting him decide how he feels about things. So I don't know. Maybe we'll know one day, but it's not today. So is it a sign that when I looked up, Emmanuel Reynoso, I got a little poll that said, who do you prefer, Reynoso or Amarilla? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, our boy Luis. Oh, we're going down the rabbit hole a little bit, but oh, boy. Oh, we haven't we haven't closed up this game, but yeah. <laughs> Luis Amarilla not being serviced the ball. Like, he's not going to get 25 goals the way things are going. Wait, so Sam, we, are you serious? We either need, <laughs> we either need to fix this we either need to fix this or we need to wait for Reynoso to come and solve all of our problems because James said he was going to buy a jersey if 25 goals actually happened. And it's just, it's not looking good, man. Maybe maybe the galaxy brain of this is that they are purposely not having him score goals so that the purchase from his club is cheaper, right? Because he's still on, he's still yeah, technically he's still on. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, he he got he scored those those goals so fast, and they were like, "Luis, we love you, chill, we love you, and we we're." I mean, every team's gonna make the playoffs, so we don't need <laughs> we don't need twenty five goals. <laughs> we just paid a ton of money for this Bebelo guy, so <laughs> for you, we got him for you. <laughs> Look, this this is a long term project. Just <laughs> sacrifice it now. Just scuff it now, and then later on, we, we we got you back. Oh man. Well, is that going to count for our big CF? There haven't like ever since we found out that leagues are just going to keep playing as even even if players get coronavirus. Like ever since we found out that, like the big CF hasn't been as fun. Um, We're just living like, in it, Sam. We're just living in it. Yeah. yeah, that was our that was our award winning segment, like the big CF that we we won awards. Like, I I mean, 
I don't know. We could expand it to just 2020 dysfunction and talk about Real Salt Lake, but I think people should just oh. look that up themselves. <laughs> oh, man. Soon to, soon to have a new owner, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read about this too. Ask anyone to read the comments from their scout that he fight, like he furloughed. Their scout had a nice little sound bite. So turns out Salt Lake co- the Salt Lake owner. Not well. He's the F bomb, right? What's that? He's the F bomb, I think, in the quote, right? Oh, the the scout? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> choice words. He had some choice, choice. words. Yeah. That might be the title of this episode. I, I like that. <laughs> choice choice words. That's a that's a family phrase of mine. All right. Well, enough talking about the effing racist. Uh, let's move on to. <laughs> That was the phrase that the scout used, if I remember right. Yeah, All right, uh... let, let's move on. We have a little English Premier League preview as we wrap up this episode. I know that this is a Minnesota United podcast, and Minnesota United is in the MLS. But as most Minnesota United fans do, Justin and I, you know, James too, we all have our English Premier League teams. And we assume a lot of the listeners do too. So let's just talk about the English Premier League coming back because it's Saturday, September 12th, that the season is already kicking off again. Liga 1 in France already started. La Liga will also start on the 12th. And the Bundesliga and Serie A will follow a week later. But we don't care about those leagues because the English Premier League is the best. So guys, let's go in a little circle here. Let's say each of our top four teams, we're going to do top four teams. We're going to do bottom three teams. And then at the end, each of us need to declare a champion. And what I like about this is we do not know who each other picked. So that'll make things a little bit more fun as far as discussion goes. I'm going to go first. All right. My top four in no order will be. Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea, and Manchester United. So I'm predicting the exact same top four from this current year will be the top four next year. I researched for hours and hours, Sam. <laughs> and I came, and I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding. I came to the same conclusion as you. It's going to be those four teams. Okay. Wow. James, what do you got? Uh, I have mostly the same. I have Liverpool, Man City, and Man United. Uh, but I had to put Arsenal over Chelsea. because Of I'm... course you did. <laughs> There's no way I'm <laughs> Chelsea over Arsenal in a top four. It's not happening. But I agree with the other three. Liverpool, Man City, and Man United. Is Messi happening? Do we know if Messi to Man City is real? Well, Nate's top four had all sorts of like stipulations based on <laughs> if Messi happens, if Messi doesn't happen, or like if Messi went to Manchester United instead. Oh my so, gosh. What about Leeds? What if Messi goes to Leeds? They didn't include that in there. It's it's so. it's it's like a top ten betting prop right now. There's Justin, there, there's some steam. That that would be probably the most twenty twenty thing to happen. In he, 2020. Loves, he loves Bielsa, the manager of Leeds. Like for real. It's like his he's the there the manager for Leeds is like the hero of Messi's like boyhood team. For real. Look it up. 
Noel Old Boys. Great name, by the way. Anyway, I also asked Nate and Jeremy, you know, who have contributed. They've each been on three episodes so far of Pod on You Loons. And they also believe it'll be City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Manchester United in some order. Nate, of course, thinks, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when he talks about who wins, who wins the Premier League. But. Can I just say, Sam, for all the stuff you talk about, how like, you know, it's just, I can't watch... I can't watch Serie A because, like, the same teams win it every year. Or <laughs> the same teams win it every year. This is the same four teams, Sam. These are the four teams that always do it, man. See? Look, I'm, I'm trailblazing here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, you know, Liverpool, it wasn't long ago that Liverpool were kind of on the down. It wasn't that long ago that Tottenham was on the up. It wasn't actually, it was pretty long ago that Arsenal was con- competing at all, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Lester, I mean, if not for the league closing down and going to that condensed schedule that Lester just couldn't keep up with, Lester very well could have been in the top four this year. I'm, I'm not convinced that Chelsea or Manchester United would have been able to catch up to Lester had. Leicester still had their game spaced out, right? The Premier League is the best league in the world. It's hard to argue how exciting it is. And guys, the relegation aspect of it makes it pretty fun too, because there's going to be like, there's going to be a big team that gets relegated this year. There's going to be a team that people like that gets relegated this year. So let's go back in the same circle. Let's go over our bottom three teams. Who do we think is going down? I will start. I think it will be Aston Villa, big team. West Brom, I think they'll go right back down. And then Arsenal. <laughs> I was I was listening to your list like reasonable, reasonable. Uh, no. <laughs> and out the window. I'm just I, I'm just kidding. I think it'll be Brighton and Hove Albion. Okay. I'm going to go with Fulham. Crystal Palace and Newcastle. Yeah. See ya. Interesting. Interesting. Get out of here. I got I got a mix of both your lists. I have Aston Villa, Fulham, and West Brom going down. I watched I caught a little bit of a Crystal Palace preseason game and they looked pretty good. Not to like dump on your dump on your uh no, no, anything. That's okay. but, uh yeah. Fulham, Aston Villa, West Brom. It's just going down. I'm just, I'm just glad, and I mean, I haven't heard everything yet, but no one said Leeds yet. So, <laughs> Leeds is splashing some money. They're so, spending, right? they're spending some paper, man. Wow, it's great. Nate has two that have been said already. He has Brighton and Hove Albion, and then he has West Brom, and then he also has Southampton, which kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Jeremy, actually, every team Jeremy listed has been listed out at, by at least one of us. Uh, he has Fulham. Newcastle and West Brom going down. Interesting stuff. I I will say I was feeling a little bit like I don't want Aston Villa to go down, but they almost went down this year and it doesn't really seem like they're improving and they might lose Jack Grealish. Ooh. Yeah. So that that's why I had Aston Villa going down. I felt a little bit bad about Brighton and Hove Albion going down because it's like you see the way they play against Arsenal and you know they have it in them. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, actually, it would suck if Bright went down. Because it's like they're this little like this little town by the sea that has like well actually Brighton's not that little. But they kinda have this huge stadium and they're kind of playing it up with the big boys. And yeah, they've kind of been there for a few years, so it's been I mean, you know, they they drew with Chelsea on the last day of the season, you know, it's and they get to start off against Chelsea. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of sad seeing Bournemouth go down. Not that they have a huge stadium or anything, but they had been just a nice Premier League story for a while. Another South Coast, medium-sized city, right? Like, sad to see them go down. But that's the crazy thing about relegation. That's what makes things just so interesting, is you're going to have a team that's been fun to watch go down. Yeah, Whether that is... Aston Villa, who I think everyone more or less wants to stay up just for the intrigue factor, right? Or a London team like Crystal Palace or Fulham, right? Like people tend to like the London team staying up because they like those London derbies. Actually, I was yelled at because I was yelled at James because apparently I don't say derby right. Isn't it derby? Derby? It's derby. <laughs> derby, right? Derby. <sighs> But but I was yelled at, and you were specifically criticized, James, for not uh, for not getting me to say derby right. Well, I can't even get you to say football, so what hope is there? You know, <laughs> pick, pick and choose the battles, eh? <laughs> like... So we we went over we went over our top four. We went over our bottom three. Now you just need to give me your one. Who is going to win the Premier League this season? I know I usually start, but should we start with Nate since he has all these, you know, <laughs> he has all these notes on. All right. So he says, right now, Liverpool. He says, if City sign Messi, then it'll be City. And then he says, if United sign Messi, it might be Man United. <laughs> wow. So, you know, F that guy. <laughs> it's a simple question. I think City is going to win. Who do you got, Justin? I think City, man. Even even if even if they don't have Messi, they're just the worst. I know, but the best. I yeah, it's probably like I'm not sure Liverpool can go back to back, so it's probably going to be City. Although, just like today, yesterday, day before, Man United did sign Donny Van der Beek from Ajax who mm. is an outstanding player. There's a lot of chanting at Ajax Stadium every time he scores. So I don't know. I don't I I don't think they have all the pieces together to win. Um but it will be interesting to see it'll also be interesting to see how Ajax goes now that Premier League teams have just been like picking apart their midfield. <laughs> Chelsea, Man United. But yeah, it's probably probably City. So Jeremy also went with City. So Overwhelmingly, this podcast thinks City will win. Not excitingly, just overwhelmingly. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're not looking forward to it. We just we're just already preparing for it. But like, does anything stand out to you guys? Um, I mean, I think the mid the mid table, like the battle for kind of around fifth to tenth, is going to be very interesting. Like Sheffield did quite well last year. Leicester, Tottenham. I'm I'm intrigued to see how Leeds goes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I I remember back when they were in the Premier League and then they <laughs> went all the way down. I remember that. <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's good to see them back and I'm I'm curious to see how they'll go this year. A lot of steam. A lot of steam with Leeds. You know, obviously I'm partial because they're my team, but uh I think I think they're gonna you know, they're obviously they're not gonna they're not gonna just go right into the top four, right? But they're gonna su- surprise some people even if they're already even if people already kind of see it coming, like I think that they're going to do well. Yeah, I just, I, I would. That was really what I don't want to see relegated. Yeah, they just spent, they spent like hundred million, hundred million euros, or whatever. What is it? Pounds, whatever they call it. Um, spent a lot of cash, so it'd be hard to, hard to. <laughs> that, that would, that would suck. That would suck a lot. With the exception of James playing Homer, the other four of us all picked the same four teams to once again, finish in the top four. Uh, and even James picked three of those four teams besides picking his own team to make the jump from like eighth or ninth to fourth, you know, which is a pretty sizable jump. <laughs> Do we worry given the situation, right? And we like having a balanced, we like having an exciting Premier League. Do we worry if the Champions League is the same two years in a row that this could make a gap in between four and five the way that there may have been in the big four era? It's a very good question. I don't know, because you're well, you're, it, you're you're starting to put them that like you know, Arsenal, Tottenham, Leicester even, clubs that have done quite well over the last few years are just gonna really fall off the cliff i don't know about fall off the cliff but like you saw manchester city and liverpool have been a class above all the other teams for the past couple of years now chelsea and manchester united both got better arsenal and tottenham fought over who got to sign william right and then had to pay him a crazy salary right because he was he he was the biggest player that was available on a free transfer Arsenal and Tottenham couldn't really afford to improve their squads. Are we in danger of seeing Arsenal and Tottenham be, you know, a solid five and six? Man, I hope not. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, every time we go against the top four at the moment, we just doesn't even have to be the top four. We look kind of substandard. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, because no one can deny that like Chelsea and Manchester United have both gotten a lot better. Like, I I think, I I think that that gap between second and third is going to be much smaller this year. Yeah. And I think it's going to increasingly shrink, but it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, if I take a quick squeeze back at the results last year, I mean, we were good against from an Arsenal perspective. We were, we were good against Manchester United, but we just, Actually, we we beat City and we lost to City. We beat United and we drew to United. We we actually did all right against the top four. Like it was just, in fact, that's always been Arsenal's problem though. If I look at it, we actually did all right against the top four. We beat Liverpool twice. We lost to Chelsea, drew to Chelsea. But it's always against the bottom teams that we're just garbage. Like we we draw so many games. We lost to West Ham. Wolves, Newcastle, Brighton. Hey, no shame in losing to West Ham. Uh, 
Oh, I've been reading this table wrong. Yeah, okay, we got smacked quite a bit. But <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. There was a lot like I don't think we were we're good against the lower teams, I think, is um I think we just need more we need more goals. Like we just need better defense. Like we talked about a few podcasts ago. I think we need So you just need more goals. More goals, better, better defense. defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, it, yeah, like we need to let in less goals. We need to score. We just need to win more games. That's how we're going to win. I think, I think if we win more games, <laughs> we're going to win, gonna win more games. No, uh, <laughs> like we're not bad at scoring goals. We need we need a better defense. That's basically what it boils down to. Apart from signing William, who like we just need defenders, and I'm not sure that. You know, we go to the Europa League group stage, so that's going to be some money. And we usually do quite well in the Europa League. But, I mean, I would hope that we would be able to go far because then we can somewhat keep up. I think that the run, how far you run into Europe is going to really help whether or not, like like you're saying, like last year, all the big four English teams made it quite far, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to see. I, I, I hope not. I hope I hope the gap doesn't get bigger. But at the moment, I don't see any way that it doesn't get bigger. Yeah, and I mean, I would like the gap to not get bigger at the expense of, you know, the Manchester teams and Liverpool and all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 Tottenham staying down. Like I want Tottenham <laughs> to stay down. Yeah, they can get relegated. That would be fun. But... <laughs> well, hey, so like we said, we're not a Premier League podcast but it is fun to talk premier league and i have i have just a feeling that most of you like talking premier league every now and then so for that reason we are going to try something new it's actually something i've tried many times in my life and i've never totally caught on to it but you know what with the podcast i'm going to give it one last go premier league fantasy football okay so we are going to build a pod on you loons english premier league fantasy league just that traditional salary cap style so as many teams can join as they want we're not going to do a draft though i see on their website you can have premier league draft leagues now but we're going to do the traditional salary cap league and we think this will be just a, a nice way for you know justin and i our frequent contributors, our listeners, possibly a few significant others, just join a league together, follow the Premier League together. Just a nice way to interact. So, I don't know. You guys excited for that? Yeah, I'm. I'm ready to beat you in two fantasy leagues this year, or three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I to believe it or not, I haven't done. I just looked it up. I have not done fantasy EPL since 2010, 2011. When Andy Carroll was my was my stud, he had like a really good stretch for Newcastle where he was super cheap and just kept scoring goals. It was fantastic. It's been a long time. Yeah, since I've done one too. And I I don't think it's going to be a thing where we're just talking about it all the time on here because right, like no one likes it when you just talk about your fantasy <laughs> football. Right? Like, tell us, Sam. Tell us about your draft. <laughs> I got Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh man. Oh, I, got, I got Lamar Jackson in mind, Sam. Yeah, I got Lamar Jackson well, like two years ago or whenever it was that he joined up. But we're we're not going to just talk about our teams. But I think again, I think it would be a fun thing to build the community of this podcast because 
the listens go up, but the interactions not as much. And we'd like to build the interactions because that's fun. It's we we do this to connect with people. So it'd be fun if you're interested. Join our fantasy league. We're not playing for anything. We don't even know if people are going to keep playing. We're playing but... for pride, Sam. <laughs> if if you if you submit a team and you don't ever submit your lineup, you might get referenced on the, on the podcast. <laughs> we will. Call you know, you if if you're if you're just really bad, like we're not gonna we're not gonna pick on you. But if you just never log in, we, we might pick on you a little bit. But anyway, closing things off, we have two upcoming matches before our next recording. That is this coming Wednesday where we are at Houston. And then on Sunday we get to bring in real salt Lake. So hopefully that team is in turmoil and we can take advantage of it. (laughs) Uh, But until then guys, pot on you loons, pot on you loons, pot on you loons. Peace out. See ya. See ya. (laughs) 